I'm Michael Dunn, and you're listening to Oregon Rainmakers on KLCC. My guest today is Jeff Nelson, the general manager of the Springfield Utility Board, or SUB, which is a customer-owned utility. Nelson talks about SUB's role to provide water and power, as well as quality customer service. Jeff Nelson, the general manager of the Springfield Utility Board, thanks so much for talking with us. Oh, thanks for, so much for having me, Michael. Yeah. Take us back to, to talk about how you got started in this career that, that, that and, and take us through what led you to become the GM of, of sub. Wow. That's a involved question. Okay. And I'll, I'll, uh, maybe tell you a little bit of my journey. Sure. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go and get a, a degree. I wanted a degree in economics and engineering, but I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And okay. so a lot of times people come out of high school and they know exactly what they want to do and they have a path and they have a, a journey. So for me, mine was a little bit windy at first. Um, I had lots of, uh, uh, different types of jobs. Um, I waited tables, I sold shoes. Um, I sold door to door, um, as I was exploring kind of what I wanted to do after I gra graduated. And eventually I had an opportunity to, uh, get into the utility business. Hmm. And um, fast forward even more than that, I uh, uh, saw an opportunity at Springfield Utility Board in uh, the mid-90s and applied for a, a resource engineer position at the time, okay. and um, that's that's how I started. Okay. <laughs> and and your training is in engineering? Is that kind of, is, is, is that something that, that you sort of have brought to the table, if you will? Yeah, I have a background, a degree in engineering and, okay. a, and a degree in economics. Okay, okay. And also some experience in sales. You know, what, were, were those three kind of, have they, have they, have they influenced or, or helped you in, in, in the role that you have now? Oh, absolutely. So I, with, with some of the, uh, albeit maybe brief, uh, opportunities to have different types of uh, jobs, I, I, I had a feel for... Um, the experiences that people in those positions go through. And um, I also had the opportunity, I took some time, I made some time, saved some money when I was younger, and traveled. And I um, loved to travel, and I wanted to do that more, but the travel experiences in combination with those life experiences really helped me um, in this role. Okay, okay. Um, what was it about, well, as I understand it, you're a native. You're, you grew up here, here, here in Oregon. You know, you saw an opportunity at, at at Springfield Utility Board. You know, what was it about the utility industry that that interested you? Mm. Yes. Well, to clarify one thing, I was born at Sacred Heart. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but my family uh, moved around the United States I see. a okay. little bit. Okay. So, but then I came back uh, home. Um, I have a lot of family up here, and Great. so, but yes, I I did grow up uh, about a bit of my life outside of Oregon. But okay. Um, uh, so can you repeat the question? <laughs> sure thing. Uh, what was it about the utility industry oh, yeah. that attracted you? Yeah. So, um, initially I did not know as, as much as I know now or appreciate uh, all the nuances and, and variables that go into the utility business. Um, what attracted me originally was, um, just an opportunity to, uh, help a community and so that that would uh, attracted me originally. A, a side story: hmm. uh, before I got the position that I initially got at at Sub, I applied for a, a, an engineer position at the Electric Service Center at Sub, and I did not uh, get a, uh, 
offered a position. Ah, interesting. And so what was the position you ultimately got? How did you start at Sub? Yeah, it was the resource engineer position. So at the time, uh, Sub was going through a transition, evaluating kind of a deeper dive of uh, types of opportunities. So I'm going to back up a little bit here. We're talking about me, but I want to talk about Sub because sure. it gives you some context. Sub was formed uh, in 1949, and the mission is to provide uh, reliable safe and cost-effective services to the Springfield community, to the residents and businesses of the community. And uh, along those lines, the, the, the charter, which was voted on by the, the people, authorized SUB to do certain things, uh, electric, water, telecommunications, and gas service. So at the time I was brought on board, SUB was uh, taking a deeper dive into exploring gas services. So uh, we secured... Um, contracts with Northwest Natural and uh, wholesale gas providers um, uh, at the time. So I was uh, focused on gas and then mm -hmm. transitioned to more of the energy side of things as things uh, evolved and then got more exposed to um, energy efficiency and the water side of the business. Okay, okay. It might be, uh, and I apologize if this is a stereotype, but an engineer would be considered a very analytical person, mm -hmm. very sort of black and white, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> very, very regimented in their thinking. But I, I want to see if, you know, you talked about some of your sales opportunities when you were younger. And now that you're in a leadership position, do you find that some of, and also you've traveled a great deal. Did all of that coalesce around, you know, this this position in, in leadership where you have to relate to a lot of different, uh, not just f uh, professions, but people? Has that all helped you in, in what you're doing today? Well, I'd like to hope so. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the uh, things that I like to aspire to be in my role is a servant leader. Okay. And so um, in looking at uh, ultimately... Uh, the voters, the customers voted us to in existence mm -hmm. and, and we're, we serve them. And uh, so understanding um, the challenges that they go through and then figuring out, even though we, we live in a very um, policy driven world, okay. uh, how can we adjust those policies to make it more flexible for our customers? Okay. And, 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 you just alluded to this, but I'll, I'll kind of draw it out a little bit more. Your leadership style. Explain what you mean by servant leadership, because I think it, it means different things to different people. Sure. Maybe a few things. Uh, one, um, recognizing who we serve. And, and I think regardless of what business you're in, it's, it's all about the customers. So how can we best position ourselves as an organization, as um, building the leadership team and building the um all the skills and capabilities of every member of the team to serve the customers we serve. Uh, and along those lines, a link to that, it's uh, sometimes I get uh, told, well, I'm doing this or I'm trying to, you know, do to what I can to uh, make you look good. Mm -hmm. And as servant leader, I, I get uncomfortable when people tell me that. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, I, I want to help and use what I do what I can with the, the power that I can to help everybody on my team look better, better equipment, better resources, uh, better uh, opportunities for learning um, and engagement. So I, I do uh, think that a servant leader um, looks within 
the team to, to build them up. Sure, sure. It's interesting, though, because, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, a utility is a very interesting beast, if you will, because oftentimes, and, and it's, you're almost a victim of your own success, and what I mean by that is this, is that the vast majority of your customers aren't really going to think about you unless something goes wrong. They, 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 they are, we've conditioned because, you know, whether it's the nation, the state of Oregon or, or sub itself, we've conditioned customers that you're going to flip the light switch and the lights are going to go on and so on and so forth. So, so yours is an interesting entity because, and I, I want to, you know, ask you as a leader, you've got something that people take for granted if that's a fair way to say it and so sometimes i wonder as a leader you know how do you keep your employees you know with that eye on the you know this idea of outstanding customer service because you know it it may be different if you made a cell phone or something and there's all these different choices for cell phones and so you're going to drill into your employee base boy i tell you what you know people can go and they can go right down the the street and get this somewhere else if they like it better because of pricing or features or just customer service how do you do that to 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 really kind of make sure that your employees understand that even though we're a utility and we might be you know again taken for granted we don't want to feel that way if Mm -hmm. that makes sense sure that's a deep, deep question. <laughs> it's a very good one. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, <clears throat> um, uh, start a while ago with Sub and then seeing, see uh, and learn from the people that had been there before me. And well, we've had uh, longtime employees who maybe retired in the last number of years, you know, 40-year tenure. Um, these coworkers of mine are incredible people. And, and they may have started in the industry with a kind of, I just need a job, I need to support my family, all good reasons sure. to, to work. But what we found with the people that do want to stay within Springfield and Sub, they're committed to, to the mission, they're committed to the customers, and they're committed to the community. And, and that's um, the magic. It's, 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 it's inspirational to kind of work with all these people that are just so... Uh, focused on on providing the best for Springfield. Got it. Got it. Well, let's take our uh, let's take a break. We're talking with Jeff Nelson. He's the general manager of Springfield Utility Board. We'll be right back. I'm Barbara Dillenbach, host of KLCC's Oregon Grapevine. April Dinwoodie is a leader on issues of transracial adoption and adoption issues in general. Particularly white people don't really understand they have a racial identity and they don't know how that sits next to folks that are not the same race as them. So I feel like racial identity work is big for every human being, but particularly parents who are parenting a child of another race, it's urgent. Navigating adoption on KLCC's Oregon Grapevine at klcc.org. And we're back talking with Jeff Nelson, the general general manager of Springfield Utility Board. So, so let's talk about sub. Let's let's talk about. You've already talked a little bit about how it was formed, but you know, give us an idea of of of, of what it does and and sort of the unique role that it plays. There's a very interesting collaborative relationship for sub within uh, Springfield. Talk about that for listeners who maybe don't understand or don't know. Yeah. So as I mentioned before. Um, SUB was formed under the city charter by the voters, and our mission is to serve Springfield. So uh, that is our laser focus. And as part of that uh, dynamic and relationship, because we do have uh, maybe an unusual um, 
structure in terms of a municipal uh, structure because we are technically part of the umbrella of the city of Springfield even though we have a separate elected board we don't report to the city council um, but we are sister agencies they have their functions and roles and sub has uh, its functions and roles but because it's so important to have uh, Springfield rowing together moving together I think we've all seen experiences where people are working really hard but they're rowing in different directions yeah. and just team Springfield which is made up of Springfield Public Schools Lamoline Park and Recreation District the City of Springfield and Springfield Utility Board those four agencies which are made up of the elected bodies of, of, of uh, Springfield uh, do try to work together. We, we collaborate uh, on concepts and share what we're experiencing as agencies so that collectively we can uh, move forward together. Yeah. I want to ask you about sort of the difference. Um, there are utilities which are enormously huge uh, publicly traded companies, and then you, which is a public, or pu public, publicly, or, or I, I think a, consumer owned, a consumer owned mm -hmm. a utility, if you will. Talk about some of those differences, because I imagine they're they're fairly unique and even stark in their differences. Yeah, I think uh, just from an engineering perspective, electricity is electricity, and water is water. But um, there are some fundamental differences, as you, as you point out. And I um, do want to recognize that private utilities and public utilities collectively or individually do a great job at their own missions. And I don't want to um, sound like I'm putting anybody sure, down. Sure, sure. But but there is some reality to some, some of the differences with, uh, say, consumer-owned utilities and, and investor-owned utilities. Investor-owned utilities serve uh, their shareholders as a stakeholder, as well as the customers and their, and their uh, organizational board we don't have shareholders so we're not we're not looking to serve uh that that entity as as a part of our our customer base we're focused only on the ratepayers okay okay and then you know talk talk a little bit about you are the general manager and so you report to a board talk a little bit about how that how that works and then and then you also talked about the fact that you know it's it's such an unusual i've lived in a lot of different places i i don't know that i've ever seen some, that that team uh, springfield that you talked about talk a little bit about that sort of collaboration and and how you as someone who i imagine you, you know you, your mission is to execute the 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 the, the the policies that are set forth by your board, you know, how does it work for you as the the chief staff person, you know, serving a unelected uh, board? Mm -hmm. So, as as somebody that's been in my position, they they can perhaps relate. I have five bosses mm -hmm. uh, who are elected from the the popul the populace and of Springfield, and so uh, managing, you know, five different voices, five different opinions. Um, and balancing that and finding a common voice, helping them find that common voice. That's part of my role. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but uh, in my experience, there's been some transition with board members through time, and, and every board member I've worked with, with has brought something unique and valuable perspective into the table, and, and I just am really appreciative of, of that because they're customers th themselves. Sure. Um, and then with Team Springfield, um, I'll, I'll give you some examples about okay. how how we uh, find our stay in our lane. We're, we're a utility provider, uh, but um, there are things that we recognize are uh, 
areas of common global interest. For example, education and building that pipeline for uh, uh, capability within our community to potentially apply for a position at Springfield Utility Board. So we work with the Springfield Public Schools. We have a grant program. It's around uh, uh, what's called the uh, Water and Energy uh, Learning Lab. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they build on that structure to provide learning opportunities for kiddos mm -hmm. in the system. And um, I just think it's been a wonderful collaboration there. On um, the city of Springfield side, we collaborate on, on different uh, uh, issues, uh, whether it's economic development or um, uh, areas of uh, concern within the right-of-way, um, working with Public Works and um, uh, the, the city manager's office in, in a collaboration. Uh, and then on, on Willamette Lane Parks and Recreation, you might think parks, utilities, what's the deal? <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the magic there, I think, uh, w well, we've had an opportunity to uh, utilize, for example, Willamette Lane's wonderful island uh, park mm -hmm. for our subs uh, Light of Liberty celebration, which we hold on July 4th. Sure. It's a wonderful community event. It's part of uh, bringing people together. It's part of community, and it's that's kind of part of uh, who we are. So... Um, those opportunities, we, we lean on each other to uh, make the experience for Springfield the best it can be. Sure, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appeal now to perhaps the engineering side of your brain, because I think when it comes to utilities, there's so much infrastructure which is critical to delivery of service, and probably even more and more so these days, we live in an environment that um, creates some real challenges. We know about the fact that we're in an earthquake-prone zone. We certainly know about the fact that, and, and, and this will not change seemingly, as we're in a very fire-prone area, is, is sort of worrying about the infrastructure and major disruptions to service delivery. Is that the thing that keeps you up at night as, as the leader oftentimes? Um, yeah, that's one of the things <laughs> that keep, that's on, on my mind. Um, I, I want to recognize the people that came before us at Sub because they laid out a, a landscape and a framework where they uh, started building out imp infrastructure that we utilize today. Mm -hmm. Whether it's an electric substation or water pump station or water transmission lines or water source. Um, and that has positioned Sub to have a diverse set of uh, uh, substation sources is, uh, for, for delivering electric uh, power as well as um, diverse water sources and um, that enhances reliability for both of those services. Okay, okay. And you still feel good about it now? I mean obviously that, that laying the groundwork for what it, for, 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 for the, the infrastructure. And uh, one thing I didn't know going to the business is is projects take decades. Yeah. And so in looking back at some records about, well, where did this come from? When did this particular infrastructure, when did this, was this substation built? We're talking generations ago. I mean, a generation ago, it sure. seems, sure. Uh, d decades ago. And, um, but it's, it also is part of the process in terms of collaboration with the city because the city has a larger comprehensive plan about what their vision is for Springfield. And based on their choices, we map out our infrastructure to meet the city's vision. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about that in terms of, obviously, you know, <laughs> 
you serve a, a dynamic population that is continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that vision for how you're going to continue to serve the customers that you have now, but then also looking out into the future, five, 10 years, because we're a growing community. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I think um, there's some deeper issues that I, we're seeing in both uh, globally, uh, regionally, and, and locally. Well, let's start globally. Mm -hmm and look at uh, what's happening around the world with regards to water supply and significant challenges that municipal water suppliers are having. Um, they're seeing infiltration of salt water into their intakes for uh, their freshwater systems. Um, they're having challenges just getting water overall. Globally, um, those, those challenges do um, raise, elevate the priority that we uh, and the stewardship that SUB has with regards to our, our water rights, which are for future and current needs, uh, and then planning for the future. So we want to make sure we're not just providing liquid out of the tap. It's fresh and clean and uh, of the highest quality that our customers should expect. Okay, okay. Um, and speaking of that, you know, obviously, you know, generation of power and providing of water has has gone through a real change because of environmental sustainability requirements and 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 and, and goals and and also the you know the idea that we're we live in this changing world with with climate change and whatnot talk a little bit about sort of you know your role in in both adopting researching or just simply visioning new ways to provide what you provide perhaps even even cleaner and, and, and more efficiently than ever before mm -hmm. yeah so one of the things that um, you know we, we talked about sales hmm. well one of the things that uh, being in the business that sub is in is actually we're in the business also of helping our customers use less of our product. Okay. So one of the products that we have is we provide uh, support for energy efficiency services for our, our customers, residential, commercial, industrial, ranging from lighting to mechanics to, to windows. Um, it, windows can vary depending on what the, the um, uh, program is sure. and funding, um, but uh, also insulation and, and a variety of things that we continually adapt and change to. But the ultimate goal is to provide added value to our customers. And so ultimately, that also means we're selling less product. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and, and by extension, I mean, that's part of sub-ZNA. We've been doing that for decades. So one of the best ways to uh, position the community and, and the region uh, is to use less uh, of energy to meet our needs. Great, great. Well, my last question for you is this, whether it's perhaps newer technologies or just uh, you know, continuing efficiencies, what are you most excited about in terms of the utility business and in terms of sub, you know, kind of looking out into, into the future that you think you know, might be, a, well, a game changer or just something that you're really sort of excited about in terms of big changes for utilities such as yours? Uh, gl globally, I think there's all kinds of technology that's out there. There's the IDER project, which is a large-scale, basically a plasma generation facility that's in France. Mm. Um, that's being explored. Uh, that's a l very large-scale uh, development. Um, but I, I, I'm going to shift a little bit towards Oregon. Sure. And, and let's talk about what the Oregon... Uh, direction of of Oregon is in in the sense that the legislature has uh, by the will of the, the people that voted them 
uh, said, we're not going to allow nuclear. We're not going to allow any additional natural gas. We're not going to allow any uh, additional coal-fired resources. So we need to position ourselves uh, to uh, recognize that we don't have those bridging resources to take us into the next generation, but we need to figure out another solution. But I think um, from Sub's perspective, and we've been fortunate, uh, again, because of the people before us, uh, we are a, what's called a preference customer of the Bonneville Power Administration. So that means we have preference to the Bonneville Power hmm. output. Uh, Bonneville Power doesn't own uh, the generation facilities. It's the Army Corps of Engineers or the Bureau of Reclamation, but they do market that federal power. And that federal power is very clean. And, and we've been a, a customer of Bonneville, uh, again, for decades. So we have um, been, at, uh, as part of that uh, team of uh, overall Bonneville customers, we've been investing with our ratepayer money. And that's another thing that sometimes ratepayers don't uh, know is that Bonneville doesn't get any money from taxpayers. Hmm. It's all funded by ratepayers. So your tax dollars that are going to the IRS, they don't go to Bonneville Power Administration. I see. So um, our our cost of power is, is, is reflected in just rate revenue. Great, great. Well, you've, you've given us a, a real good, clear picture of, of sort of the exciting world of utilities. I really appreciate it. Uh, Jeff Nelson, the general manager of the Springfield Utility Board, thanks so much for talking with us. Thank you, Michael. That was our conversation with Jeff Nelson, general manager of the Springfield Utility Board. The utility is focusing on ensuring that energy savings and efficiency is at the heart of its future. This has been the Oregon Rainmakers podcast on KLCC. I'm Michael Dunn, your host. Thanks for listening.